You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Day one of three. Day one or day two? Oh, yesterday was yesterday your day one. Counts. Well, today's 11 11. And I have my twin flame joining me. <laughs> Did you know we actually have the mark of being twin flames? I remember you telling me that. Mm-hmm. I learned that in Sinistry. So in Sinistry, which is an astrology practice where you take your chart and somebody else's chart and put it on top of each other. This is different from yesterday. I talked about composite. That is if two charts had a baby and there's a third chart. Sinistry is if you take your chart, somebody else's, sandwich it on top of each other, and look at where the planets fall. The mark of a twin flame is Jupiter falling in partner's 12th house. We got it. We got it. Well, my Scorpio must ask, (laughs) who's on top? (laughs) I think it's my Jupiter falling in your 12th house. So I guess that'd be me. So you're my twin flame. I'll tell you right now. I got nice. the lappy toppy on my lappy. But I thought that was funny when I took that sinistry course years ago and saw that because everyone was like, oh, I want to know if they're my twin flame in class. And I didn't even think. We were dating. We were living together in Key Largo. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, that'd be funny. Let me see if we, oh, shit, we are. Nobody <laughs> else has it in class but me and Baby J. Okay. But it was wild because before you, I was so obsessed with boxing and identifying, ooh, this guy I'm dating, he's definitely a karmic partner. This mm-hmm. sucks. Uh, my my ex-husband, he's probably a soulmate because it was just comfortable. Or mm-hmm. I wanted to identify people. And then the moment we started dating, I just fell into such bliss, like comfortable fireworks, relaxing butterflies that I didn't even think. Yeah. I was Not very much in that once. same in that same phase of still giving things meaning, but with you. We never. we never once. We ever we had a podcast like years, years back. Mm-hmm. If people went go far enough back where we talked about like, are you my twin flame? Are you my <laughs> karmic partner? You're like we were like, I we're just in a relationship. So It's so your Jupiter falling in my twelfth house. <clears throat> so Jupiter person. So that's you falling okay. in my twelfth house. So th- that's a big descriptor, but that's the twin flame mark. Okay. And my Jupiter falls on your 11th house, which is the highest indication of best friends. Which is true. Yeah. We were friends for a year before we said, you want to have sex? Yeah. <laughs> before, we, before we made it official. You want to ruin the friendship? Yeah. Yep. And I love that placement because Jupiter falling in your partner's 11th house is usually people who, if, God forbid, the relationship dissolves, can still say, well, they're my friend. Yeah. There's really... No animosity here between us. So that's cool. Yeah, I just th- I thought that was interesting. And that really hit off a trajectory of me switching up my message here on the podcast of like, I think the most spiritual partners in your life, or the one, I say in air quotes, as we're all trying to find, is someone that feels comfortable yet exciting. And you don't want to see. You don't run to astrology immediately and see, all right, who are they? Karmic. By the way, I do. There are placements for this. If somebody has a lot of fourth house placements in Sinistry, it's a soulmate. Where can they find this out? Lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on birth charts. 
If they have a lot of eighth house planets, they are karmic. And if they have the twelfth house, they are twin flames. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, given uh, I think with anything in life, when you realize if you kind of look back on it and you're like, the things I gave meaning to sometimes actually ended up meaningless. And the things that I didn't give meaning to are yeah. the things that actually were very meaningful most of the time. Just yeah, different. And shades. then when I go back to whom I thought was my twin flame, it was like no. Nope. Same with me. Not a chance. I don't even know what to call that. That was just a spiritual blanket mm-hmm. covering up some severe work <laughs> that I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. What I I mean, I know all the details of yours, you know the details of mine. And it's like, hmm. I don't looking back on it now, it's like, no, that's not yours. No, that's not mine. That's not even a that wasn't a thing. That was just pain. I mean, what do you think of twin flames now? Do you think they exist? They're still a thing? What are your mm. 2022 grown-up evolved thoughts on these spiritual relationships? I think um, <clears throat> I think if you believe in whatever you believe in, that's fine. But what I believe is that anytime I try to identify something with something else, I can try and give meaning to something, a person, in this case, as a twin flame, karmic partner, whatever it may be, I think that just has more to say about me than anything else. I don't think there's twin flames. I don't think there's karmic relationships. I think there's just pain and hurt inside of me in those moments that had to experience it with a certain person um, to get me where I needed to go. So I do think that there is still spiritual meanings to relationships, but the whole point is to not grasp at it and hold tightly to it and use it, especially don't use it in the name of, you know, irresponsible behavior. Well, here's the thing. If there wasn't a description at all for twin flame, karmic partner or soulmate or anything, if there wasn't a description, there was just a title. Mm -hmm. Would you still title it what you do? Most likely not because you look at the description of something like I did back in the day and it says, runner chaser, um, avoid this, um, conflict here, you'll feel this way. And you start to say, oh, I I feel all those things. But you can do the same thing with your physical body and go to be a Google MD. You can literally diagnose yourself with with stage four cancer when all you have is just, uh, you know, a little skin rash. (laughs) Yeah. Because you start to put meaning to something that actually isn't but when you start to identify with it so much it just all you see it's like you say when you're looking for something you're gonna find what you want within that right and i I was i I do notice a pattern though that it's a lot of people find their quote-unquote twin flame during marriage and especially marriages that you are not supposed mm-hmm. to be in. So I do think, I don't know if I'll label it as a twin flame, but I do think people are sent your way, call them whatever you will, yeah. to show you, hey, your soul contract with that person has been expired for a long time, and your stubborn ass is refusing to leave for a myriad of reasons. So here, let's roll the dice, Jumanji of life, and throw this person that you cannot stop thinking about. You cannot, and remember, we said this on the episode, I'm like, it's not that person you think is your twin flame, it's something they embody. Yeah, They have freedom, they travel, they're living their truth, they are living their passions, mm-hmm. and your soul that's tired and broken is like, I want some of that. Yeah. So really, that strong attraction to a twin flame is your attraction to yourself. Yeah, and I know some, I agree, 
I, I know some people, um, I know some people have told you and me like, well, I met my twin flame whenever I was single. And it's like, mm, again, <clears throat> don't put any labels on things. Just look at the action in which you're living. And then what is it from them that you're actually trying to gain? And you'll, and you'll find your answer. But like I said, if there wasn't any descriptions on these things, most people wouldn't, wouldn't identify with yeah. something. They would just live whatever the situation may be. Yeah. I do think you and I have a very spiritual connection, for sure. Yeah. It's very faded. It's very synchronistic. I just uh, know. The stories I hear, though, about people who are with their twin flame is things like, yeah, it's Steph. I, I understand you your opinion on there's no twin flames, but listen to this. I think of this person, and then the next day, I'm at the coffee shop, and here they come. Haven't seen them in two months, and there they are. I just had a dream of them. I think of banana bread sometimes, and you magically make it, but I don't think the banana bread is <laughs> I my I think of a spiritual... Tesla car all the time. We had an inside joke with Tesla cars, and all of a sudden, boom, here they were mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. So There's... I think that's the power of the mind. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you're obsessed with someone, and remember, it's not them, it's something in them that you want for yourself, you're going to see them all the time. You're going to dream about them. Well, this is a perfect segue into my question. You want me to ask you my first one? Are those the four? No, 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 no. I was no. like, you going to put me on a spot like No, that? we won't do those. Those like require that? the cards. Okay. So, where'd you, first of all, where'd you get these questions? So, I went to a, it was called a boot camp, but it was more of a, like a leadership deal with a with a guy that I really admire. His name is Ben Newman. Um, and he just put on this whole ordeal on teaching you how to become, basically giving you his life lessons and everything he's learned the hard way and saying, here, implement these things in your life. Why'd you go to this? Uh, because I want to be a, I've all, everyone knows on here, I'm, coaching is something that I've always wanted to do in some way or, or shape or form. But I've always wanted to speak, but I just didn't think, like I told Ben at this at this event, I said, I was raised in Not a manner worms. of which you just let things do the speaking for you, right? So like growing up playing baseball, my dad drilled it in me, let your glove do the talking, don't run your mouth. In rodeo, I did really well, let your rope do the talking, don't run your mouth. And so that stuck with me. So now it's like, okay, well, I do these ultra endurance things and I do so much and i I have business concepts that are that are really good, but let me just let that action do the talking. But what Ben reminded me at this event was that's a really good principle to live by. Like, let the actions speak to you first. He said, but nobody will ever know who you are unless you open your mouth. And I was like, oh, dang. Okay, so being a coach and a speaker... Um, you went for self improvement to yeah. learn the learn from the best. That is something I really admire about you that inspires <clears throat> me. Is you have created a circle of people that are better than you, that mm. are way more successful than you right now, mm-hmm. as of now. And I think that is just the oldest trick in the book for both psychology but also business. Is if you're the smartest in the person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, I I love that the individuals I have around me right now, you being one. It, I'll never catch any of them because although I'm growing like crazy, so are every single person that I have around me. I'll never catch them. I'll never catch Ben. I'm not trying to be him. I'll never catch James. I'll never catch you in a manner. But that's what I love. I love that now I have these people around me who I will not catch up to in some ways because they're growing and committed to growing just as much as I am. So... 
Mm-hmm. We're kind of like, we have this group of people now who are just beside each other. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Yeah. It, it makes you want to wake up and be better without even a word having to be said. Yeah. You guys intimidate me in a good way where I'm like, <laughs> shit, I watch you guys do your 100 push-ups every morning and just talk about what you're going to achieve and tackle and, and the mental fortitude and the mental toughness that you guys curate as a brotherhood, as a team is like, Hey, wait, yeah. my spirituality side says, let's talk about our emotions and feel them. And you guys do that too, but mm-hmm. in your own way. Yeah. And we're going to have James come on my show, which is just the weirdest, like black and white oil and water. Or is it? Or I don't think so. I think, I think we're everyone gonna be who listens to yeah. your podcast is going to say, James Lawrence, Iron Cowboy, he's a mm-hmm. triathlete. But I think what he's coming to you and your community with is things that nobody will expect knows. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, I can sense that from him. Yeah. But um, in case you guys are wondering who we are talking about, his name is James Laurel- Lawrence. Lawrence. I yep. get your name in it. <laughs> I would he's say Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> he's Lawrence with the W, like okay. most people spell it. I'm terrible with names. I'm but Lawrence. We're both jail. Look him up. He's the Iron Cowboy. He has a really cool documentary about his endurance, athleticism, and his Instagram is really cool. Yeah. He's an Aries, as if you couldn't already tell. The coolest thing about this community that's been curated is yesterday you were like, hey, turn your phone off. And it's good to turn your phone off at night, right? Like that's that's very healthy. But when I looked back at you and said, I can't. Because you didn't say I can't. You said no. Oh, I said no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said no. I'm not going to. But here's why. Like I didn't. I wasn't just an ass. I was like, here's why. Because at around 3 a.m. every morning, I now know that my brain is going to hear my phone vibrate. Not only does it wake me up, but it makes me happy because I know immediately that text is from Ben Newman, oh. and he is giving me a piece of advice for the day that's coming directly from him and. It makes, you know, some people, they say, keep your phone away from you because like for the first 30 minutes in the morning, and I agree, you don't want to have to handle problems. But right now where I stand at 3 a.m. every morning, I have a a serotonin and a dopamine hit instead of having to deal with problems. So when I hear that phone vibrate that early and I see it's dark. I remember that when we first started dating, it was either shitty news about the boys yep holy shit are they in school or workers say you didn't pay me yeah and it's <laughs> and and ed and a bunch of people have said it like it is the best concept like 99 percent of the time you're dealing with a problem on that phone so keep it away from you turn it off mm-hmm. have your routine and then turn it on but right now for me he, I, I feel loved and supported and it, it feels good to know that i'm going to hear that vibration at 3 a.m to 3 15 a.m every morning and I know what it's from, and I know what it's for, and so that's why I'm, I'm I have my phone yeah. kind of near me now. I when you just said, "Well, I didn't mean to sound like an ass." To me, it's like you didn't sound like an ass. It was kind of sexy when you just looked <laughs> at me and said, "No," without even saying, "Sorry, no." I I want to do this. You're just like, "No." <laughs> I love that because in my mind, it's like monkey see, monkey do. Okay, next time he asks me to do something that I don't want to do, I'm just gonna look at you and say. No. Nice. Hey, will you come home? No. Yeah. Hey, stop flying everywhere, Sag. No. <laughs> well, what do you mean, no? no? Okay, well, you've been gone like a year and a half now. <laughs> I love it. I think that couple <laughs> should be able to say that. And that I did. I wasn't reactive. I just looked at you and smiled. <laughs> you gave me a look. You get. You get. You gave me a look of like. Whoa. Like, why? You gave me a look yes, of like sir. cool, <laughs> but why? Like I could see in your eyes, you were like, and and 
I think when you say no to somebody, you can give a small explanation, and that's my explanation to yeah, you. I didn't think you were being an ass. It just caught me off guard because <laughs> normally you are like, no, I want to leave it on because you're just like, no. I thought about Ben. <laughs> or when we went on a date and you wanted to get jalapeno mac and cheese, and I was like, no, regular. Yeah. And then the, wa- the waitress was like, is that all you want? I was like, no, we want regular. And you were like, I wanted. I was like, I kind of wanted a green chili. Or mac green and chili. Cheese. But I didn't even realize that I was doing, you know. It's you're sad. It's okay. No, no. I, but but what it shows a tourist ordering food. Just step back. But what it shows, <laughs> let the tourist order. Let the tourist order, especially if they got sun. Just let them do their thing. Um, actually, you can order for a tourist because they eat the same shit over and over. But it just what it showed me last night too was like, wow, I have a very deep commitment. You, you do. I love it. To be able to look at my partner and say, I'm sorry, but no. Like, no. I love and it. then to give you the why, it really made me think, like, wow, I'm I'm I really appreciate and respect this person a lot. So You yeah. do. It's cool to watch. So this is where these four questions you have for <laughs> I don't me? know if I'm gonna have four, but I oh, do have oh. a few. And you got these from his book or his Just him. The things he I took a bunch of notes and the things that just fly out of his mouth that nobody else was listening. <laughs> I was Scorpio, hearing every by the word. Way. Yes. So he you is know a he's good. <laughs> yep. Okay, well he's a Scorpio Taurus Moon. Yeah. He is. So, okay, you ready for number one? Oh jeez. All right. I lose you. What is your greatest piece of adversity in life? Define adversity. Anything. It can be anything. It can be, you know, some people say, well, I haven't really faced adversity. That's bullshit because I have. But it could be somebody saying, I stubbed my toe this morning and had to put my shoes on and go to work. Or it could be somebody saying, Uh, I was molested as a child and like that was my greatest adversity. So it doesn't uh, matter. Any challenge. So so let me say it again. What is your greatest piece of adversity or challenge that you have faced in life? Two things pop up. Can I say two or do I really get one? Nope, any of them. My health. Mm-hmm. I've always just had the most sensitive body that, I mean, it hasn't been as terrible as some other people's, but as you have now recognized living with me for years, I don't have the greatest of health. It really affects my day-to-day sometimes, mental and physical, mm-hmm. and lack of support, both self-inflicted but also what I was born into. I just don't have very good relationship or conflict skills. So as a result, I you know, for example, when I got engaged, I didn't have any bridesmaids, any friends, any girlfriends to talk to, to support me in that. Creating Lightworkers Lounge. Yes, I had support for sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I the same people that supported me were the same ones that would throw in the two cents up. Just get a real job. Just, yeah. Come on. Stop playing in the sandbox. Like, you, you got to get a real job and then do this later. What is, what was the, what was the reason that you can kind of come up with for not having like bridesmaids at your, uh, at your wedding? I've been abandoned by girls so much. And then as soon as conflict arises in a friendship, I'm just so quick to be like, oh, well, we're not friends. Instead of, wait, 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 let's, let's repair and grow more intimacy. And I've always just felt like I was weird. I don't fit in. I never have had a group. I have had a lot of friends uh, Mama always said when she'd come visit me at university, I had a cloud of people around me at all times. But it was the jocks, the nerds, the athletes, the artistic kids, the drama. I had all of them. Mm-hmm. I just love people. But at the end of the day, when 
the sun goes down and you scatter to your little caves of community, I was isolated. And so during my graduation rehearsal for both college and high school, I was by myself. And then in university, my foreign exchange student friends from Singapore all gathered around me. I was like, oh, yay. But, I mean, we barely had the same language. And Mm -hmm. so just feeling like I don't fit in. I still feel this way. Even with the podcast, when people are like, you're a spiritual person, you should hang out with that person, and Aubrey Marcus, and I'm like, I don't fit in. Mm-hmm. I'm not like them. I have no friends. You're different in all the right ways. You, you don't conform to one thing. You don't identify with just one thing. You are open-minded and hear everyone, but you also have a way of identifying what it is and what you, you know, want and don't want around you. And I think the the biggest thing today is that there's not a lot of people on this earth that are like us. There's not a lot of people who are open-minded to almost everything, yet rooted in what they do know to be the life they want to live and their truth. And so then you, you end up surrounded by, I don't want to say fake. You just, you end up surrounded by a a bunch of people that are very surface level with you because that's just who they are. And I think there's just very few deep, intimate relationship opportunities in today's world. doesn't mean they're not out there, but If I could summarize it in two sentences, my adversity is I don't fit in and I can't keep up. I don't fit in stems from I just grew up in such a different dynamic with a single mom and an autistic brother leaving our homeland in the Midwest and living in New England. I don't fit in. We don't have the same hair color and accent as you people here. And then I can't keep up stems from growing up with all boys who were stick thin. I was always a little chunky and they could just run miles all day and I'd be like, (laughs) and so that starts. But then even now when I see you doing TRX and push-ups, and like, here come the tears because this is so deep rooted. I can't keep up. I can't run marathons with you because I have adrenal fatigue. I have all these health issues that are severe that I can't, push myself I see you teaching people push feel the burn it's like yeah well if I do I will literally have a cortisol drop and be in the hospital so I can't keep up I want to run with you I want to do all these things but I get hives and rashes and then I'll be bedridden for two days and that's been my whole life with everything I want to stay out and party but shit I collapse even sleepovers when I was in third grade I felt like, whoa, I'm staying at my friend's house. I don't remember her name. But she had a mom and a dad who loved each other. And they all sat down at a table and ate dinner, which we never did. And I remember thinking, like, you guys are so nice and kind and normal. I don't fit in. I'm uncomfortable. And then they wanted to stay up, but I get so tired so easily. By 8 p.m., I was like, I want to go to bed. And they were like, what? And then, So what's the, what's the first thing you said of the two? I don't fit in. And so, I can't keep up. So let's, uh, let's you know me, I'm flipping. Let's say I haven't fit in yet. I don't know if I want to fit in. 
Well, there's a group. There's a group you want to fit in with, right? Maybe it's one person. Like you, you fit in with me. I fit well, that's in with the you. reason why I always say I don't want to be known as an astrologer. I don't want to be known as anything. Yeah. So it's that's why I said it's self-inflicted. All of these things. I think, I think too, with fitting in air quotes, we think that fitting in has to be that we like all identify with the same thing and we all are traveling the same direction and we're all kind of part of the same group. But I think what I'm learning is that fitting in is more about kind of not fitting in, like unconforming. Because there is a small group of people out there who you'll fit in with and you won't even know what you fit in with. Well, you know what the funniest part is? That we're in a fishbowl and can't even see. What? I have 300,000 people who... resonate so heavily with me that they hang out virtually with me every day. Exactly. Every day. Yeah. And so how the hell, I know people are listening to this saying, you feel like you don't fit in, go on Instagram and check your DMs. Yeah, exactly. Talk about not fitting in. So that's what I, that's what I mean is like you would look at your 300 K, right. And you would say, how do I fit in? Don't worry about how you fit in because the moment you start to, tra- it's kind of like the twin flame stuff. The moment you start to try and give meaning to something that doesn't even need a meaning, then you start to pull away at, at, at the beauty of it. So yeah, you fit in with 300,000 people. How? Don't know. Why? Your words and your message. Um, who knows? But you do fit in. So do you realize that? I clearly because look what my career is but how deep-seated is it that I still like when people tell me host retreats or do a live call I'm like no why the fuck are people not listening to me when you challenge me to do a podcast every day for 30 days I'm like why the fuck I'm weird I don't fit in no one's gonna listen to me we are weird and we are different did you before you started dating me because I feel like this energy and aura around me is so strong that I just sucked you in as my partner now. Before me, did you feel like, I'm so different? Yeah, that's why I ran away from everything and everyone. That's why I was irritated by everyone. That is why I, I, you know, I, I had very much the standard things, like, right, like I was So you don't think I 20s, rubbed off on you? No. You've always was, felt this way. No, before I met you, I was doing yoga and and was doing the things that most men, you would look at me and be like, what are you doing? Like, you're doing breath work and yoga and counting numbers? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you're wearing no shoes on your run today? Like, That's awesome. Exactly. It's awesome with the people that, quote unquote, I fit in with, regardless of how I fit in. But uh, no. No, you highlighted the things that I wanted to do differently, and you gave me the safe space to to do that. Narrate animals. Yeah. <laughs> and check temperatures in <laughs> different areas of our body. We're quirky. Yeah. So you fit in and you can keep up. The physical aspect of keeping up is only one way of keeping up. I could easily look at what you do and say, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with writing a book. I can't keep up with, you know, a lot of the things you do, the the posting three times a day like you did, and, like, I can't keep up with that. But we all just keep up in the ways that we're able to keep up, right? Like, it's not it's not in your birth chart. It's not in... It's, it's just not you 
to be a ultra marathoner. Mm-hmm. That's not you, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you, I know you could, you can do Aaron anything. Aaron Rodgers is my chart twin. It's true. <laughs> you could, you could do anything, but the things you love doing are more artistic. Mm-hmm. The things I love doing are more physical. We're not meant to try and keep up with each other. No. We're just meant to do what we can do. And yeah, like I said, you can look and say, I can't keep up in TRX and I can't do a marathon, but I also can't keep up with you in certain ways. It's a beautiful yin-yang because in order for me to keep being creative, I have to have good mental health. What produces that? Physical exercise. Mm -hmm. And now I have a TRX trainer living with me who teaches me how to keep my physical body healthy so I can keep creating and vice versa. You're like, I need videos done. I need pictures of me. And I'm like, all on it. Okay, you ready for your next one? Oh, man. Yes, I am. What is your biggest area of opportunity over the next 30 days? So what area do you see that if you continue putting time towards or you can put in, continue putting effort towards over the next 30 days that will allow you to become whatever it is in life that you're trying to become? If that's a novelist, if that's, you know, whatever it is. Cosmic Coconut, the teaching subscription. Nice. Keep making videos. It's probably going to take me a solid 30 days to get all the material I want recorded. And then that's up online forever, for as long as I want, for people to... What feels best about doing the videos and the subscription? Teaching, because I think I am pretty good at it. People about astrology, so they can use it the way we do and help out their relationships to their lovers, their kids, their family, themselves. And then being able, once that is off, and hopefully that takes more off my plate, then I can move on to doing something else. I think you're really good at teaching. Thank you. Not just kind of good. I I do have a knack for it. I think everyone listening on this podcast would say, that's why we listen. Well, everybody here knows my dream when I'm old and retired is to be a professor at whatever university I live near. I don't think you can be a good teacher and or a bad teacher and be a uh, a spiritual guidance counselor like you've been. Yeah. A phenomenal astrologer, a good friend, and then a professor one day. I would say everything about you is teaching. It's still so weird to sit over here and look at you and know that before we even knew of each other, you were sitting in Corpus Christi Starbucks drive-thru listening to my podcast with my face on your radio. Never think in a match, like if someone walked up to you, if the Starbucks barista was like, hey, you're going to be dating that girl. You'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'd say, no, I'm dating the one who told me about the podcast. What are you talking about? It's just (laughs) life, man. Yeah. Okay. Next one. What are the habits that have worked for you in the past to get you where you're at today? Alone time. Spending time by myself, reconnecting. I have, like I tell you, it's like a purple tube that comes into my head when I'm alone. Uh, exercise. Physical exercise by myself has always been... Mm-mm-mm. And travel. Nice. Does that count? Yeah. Yep. Traveling. It really expands my heart and my mind and makes me inspired. So inspired. QS. Just sitting there. Drinking a nice coffee on a golf cart. Watching chickens run by. Okay. Let's see. 
I have I have more from you. How do you? I mean, because this is what you do. You have an audience. You have people who you know follow you online, listen to the podcast. How do you connect with people, with with people's heart? By connecting to my own. I wish we had like a little thingy. <laughs> that it's it's true. I just as a protection mechanism, I'm not always connected to my heart as I traverse through the day. But when I press this red button and start recording, I pretend like I'm talking to myself. And I think everyone has that inner voice. And so when they hear me kind of writing a dear John letter to myself, we're all we're all connected. Yeah. We all bleed the same blood. We all have the same beating heart. We all have anger and hatred and love and jealousy and envy. Just sharing my human experience. I agree. I agree. Okay, let's see. That smile on your face. I like it. What? Okay. If you were to give, you know, like each and every day, I think one of the best things you can do is... Um, your I am statements, right? Like they're in the three, six, nine book. You did them. It's something that Ben talked about. It's something we've even said before. Like it's, it is quite literally one thing that everyone can do every single day to help themselves get to where they want to go in whatever way that may be in life. So if you were to give an I am statement for today, what would it be? (sighs) I am more powerful than I think. I agree. I agree. I forget my power sometimes. What do you forget about it? The resiliency in it. Sometimes I just get so pessimistic that I'm like, well, let's just accept this fate. Let's just accept how life is right now because this is how it's always going to fucking be without stopping to remember everything is constantly in motion who I was when we first started recording this podcast 30 minutes ago is not who I am right now because by you asking me these questions it makes me feel like wow somebody cares about me somebody thinks I'm cool enough to be asked questions like this (laughs) God you, you blew my mind I was fixing to ask you something else and then oh knowing that and knowing that you're somebody who, you're very Scorpio. You you can either trip on stuff in the past or you can, you oh, like to yes. go back and think of things in the past and just relive the past. Um, a lot of times you can transmute the past into a future for everyone who listens like to this podcast or mm-hmm. sees your content. Like you ultimately are doing that for you and for them. But what are some ways you think that you can harness these good parts of the past and not so much just the dark side of the past, right? So like our conversation a minute ago, like whenever your thoughts go to, um, man, I can't believe I was so dumb and did this. Mm -hmm. How can you help yourself go back to the past and not those memories, but go back to the other memories and say, holy shit, I fucking did this. Like if you're going to revisit the past, we need to look at the dark stuff, but we also need to equally go back and revisit the light stuff. So how how can you, in those moments of wanting to revisit the past, revisit a good memory 
more so than than the tough things. Yeah, like look what I created from scratch. <clears throat> yeah. From scratch and during one of the most tumultuous, emotionally riveting times of my life. Yeah, I, I think I am just born and bred from a generation of hard-ass women that I accomplished something and I'm like, next. Mm-hmm. Got that done? Next. Without stopping and saying, hey, it's pretty cool you've published two books. Yeah, well, I haven't started my third, so I suck. Mm-hmm. I'm lazy. And I'm surrounded by people like you guys. <laughs> Keep going through the blood. <laughs> Leave your legacy. I can't tell, I can't tell anyone what, what you did last night. Don't but do it. The through the, the blood quote. We, we have Last things night. that we are going to keep yep. in these walls. Oh, no, we're, we're keeping them in these walls, but that was probably one of the funniest things that... And you've done a lot of funny shit. <laughs> so that was really good. You have to have fun with life. Okay. I have way more, but I'll ask you one more. How can I better support you and where you're going with where you've been? Giving me the head scratcher every night. <laughs> and making me popcorn. I already do that. So what else can I do? What can Baby J do to support me and where I want to go? Yep. Knowing where you've been. Knowing where I've been and where I want to go. Um, Understand my fear of conflict and always just approach me very gently. And when we inevitably get into another argument or another fight, just remember how soft I actually am. Even though I look very hard because I'm pretty intellectual with words, I'm the most softest pink cotton candy on the inside. And so even just raising the voice scares me and makes me completely clam up because conflict is not good for my emotional, physical. I like to just talk like this. Um, And do you. Because... When you're happy, when you're surrounded by people that you have right now, when you are achieving successes, that pulls over onto me. Because I noticed most of our arguing took place when you were very lost and confused. Mm -hmm. Got it. So the happy, and this has been day one. Choose Jordan. Choose him first. Say no when I ask you to get regular mac and cheese instead of (laughs) green chili. Because when you're rooted in that, it spreads to me and it's happiness it's always joy nice got you hi right, let me ask you a question <laughs> oh we, we ain't done let's turn these tables every everyone too okay how did you go from one year ago hanging out with type a people into just 365 days later hanging out with type diamond Famous people, mad wealthy people. How do you do that? What switched in your brain to completely attract the opposite crowd that you have? And this is not a diss on people you've hung out with in the past. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just, we are talking about the Caribbean versus the Arctic. Mm -hmm. Like Texas versus the Keys. Yes. Summer versus winter. I mean, you completely metamorphosize something in you. And so all these incredible people that I still sit down and say, you text that person every day. Okay. How'd you do that? (laughs) Um, I think I didn't realize like last year and then my whole life before that, my true worth And I also felt like if I were one of the smarter people in the rooms, that that was where I wanted to be. 
And there was a moment last year when we went to James's, uh, the Iron Cowboys, um, day 99 of his 100 <clears throat> Ironmans, that you said something. I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was something along the lines of, like, hey, look where you're at today and just think. Like, you could be friends with somebody like <laughs> that. And in my mind, I still had that limiting belief of, like, no, because he is here. Like, he's the guy that... that helped me through so much and doesn't even know it. Like he's, he's way up on this pedestal and I had to tap back into my like rodeo days whenever people used to say, Oh my gosh, you're hanging out with this person. Like he's the elite of the elite in rodeo. But because I was kind of at that level in rodeo, I was able to say, no, he's just a person like me. And so when you said whatever you said last year in in Salt Lake city at James's event, something clicked in my mind that kind of put everything into play. It didn't happen overnight, but it it started putting things into play that said, wait, I can have an elite group of friends that are phenomenal and very balanced in life as long as I start to try and live the life myself. So it's like, okay, if I want to be friends with a Ben Newman or I want to be friends with, you know, look at, look at our relationship. Like, if I want to have phenomenal people around me, I have to try and be a phenomenal person. I don't have to try and be perfect. Nobody is perfect. But I have to do the things that would attract that because what would I, how would I want somebody to attract me? And so I started making like little changes in my daily habits, little by little by little. And what I started seeing was the result of it. And when you start to see the result of something, you only go farther, you only go deeper, you only do it more, and it keeps you committed to what it was that you, that you started off. So it's like in business, it takes eight, ten years before you're successful, but how to get there is just every day chipping away a little by a little by a little and eating the elephant one bite at a time. So whatever you said in Salt Lake City put something into motion because it was that moment that I said, I can have these type of people around me like, I don't have to just put up with this. I can have these very elite, balanced, loving, supportive people around me. People who don't question, why are you doing that? People who say, let's do that. And yeah, here we are a year later. And I have you as a phenomenal partner. I have James is, is somebody who I text every single day. Like, he was on his flight to Chicago to go speak this morning, and we're just texting back and forth. And I thought that for a moment, too. I was like, wow. <laughs> this is, this was earned. Like, I, I, it's beautiful and I'm very blessed to have this opportunity, but this was earned. And then now having, you know, Ben Newman and Jeff and Tony in this, in this group, it's like, wow, I earned this because I took advantage of the opportunities that I was given and you were the reason it all happened because mm. you put the ball in motion. Wow. And I'll answer this next one with you. But what do you think you changed to attract a relationship like ours? Because you, our partnership is pretty day and night from your previous marriage. Honesty and integrity. <clears throat> Honesty and integrity. The more that I realized as well, little by little, the more I was honest with you, the more I was honest with myself, the deeper our relationship went. And, and the... And that's not how you behaved in your marriage? No. No. 
you know, honesty and integrity were things that I was taught and things that I was preached, but I still had so much, so much residual shit to try and work through whenever I was married that I didn't even know I ne- I didn't even know how to start. Mm-hmm. That honesty and integrity were not at the forefront of my mind in my marriage. No. Mm-hmm. Survival was what my mind was on. Making money, surviving, like those were just the the thoughts. So And what did I change to attract our partnership? Communication. Having difficult conversations when you just want to bounce but staying put and keeping your nervous system set and talking and sharing things that are scary, embarrassing, frightening, fear-based, but also taking care of myself 100% financially, emotionally, physically, everything, and not thinking that I need a roommate or a spouse to split everything and help me. When I finally reached that point of, look at me, it just something clicked, and I was like, now I want a partnership. I'm not going at it from a place of I need a partner because I can't take care of myself. Yeah. And then we met. Yep. And I was like, this is nice. I don't need him at all. He's just really enjoyable to be around. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, you're 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 my best friend. Like I texted the other day, you're you're quite literally my best friend. I love all these I'm other individuals. I'm getting a little jealous, but you talking to these guys. <laughs> I think I'm getting the boot. You're, you're, you're my best friend, right? And, and I think that the other thing that I love about my friendships with these people is they say the same thing about their partners. They do. Like, I'm James, going home to my bride. <laughs> yep. James, no matter where he's at, wants to go home to Sonny. Ben absolutely loves his wife and kids. Like, he will, he literally bought his own plane so he could do what he needs to do and be home by supper every night. <laughs> and so I love that when I say you're my best, you don't. I love when I look at you and I say like, you're my best friend. Like I, I love going away and I can't wait until I'm speaking in front of millions of people one day in a f- sold out Coliseum. But when that thing is over, I'm coming home to you. <laughs> and when I see all these other, you know, I, I like saying it and it sounds really good. But then when I look at the group I have around me and it's true, they live it. It's like, okay, I know this is going to be me because these are my friends. Oh, yeah. you Because you've been saying that about our relationship since before you even knew these guys. Yeah. And then once you saw them be like, hey, that is literally how I am with my partner. Mm-hmm. I love being here with you guys, but I want to go home. Yep. And they're like, we do too. All right, let's go. Were you like, Wow. I found my people. They don't drink. They'd rather go home to their family. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I've arrived. <laughs> yeah, like I told you yesterday, James has never drank ever. That's just not his thing. He's never yeah. drank a drop. Um, ben has never done any type of drug, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just, he's never. Not his thing. No weed, no cigarette. Like, he's just never done those. And um, I forget what he, oh, his little story. <clears throat> hit home with me because he had said all these wealthy people and all these people he used to go speak to and do all these things. They used to joke because at 5.30 every evening when they were going to go out and have drinks or they were going to hang out at the office, he was out. And they would joke before 5.30 and be like, oh, don't worry, guys. At 5.30, Ben's going to be out. He's going home. <laughs> and he goes, but honestly, a few years later, they all would come to me and say, hey, you know we mess with you, right? But, but we actually respect you. That's why we're joking with you. And he was like, oh, nice. (laughs) Like, it's admirable that you choose 
the things you love because that's why you're doing it anyway. You didn't go to the cigar club at your little leadership training. Where no. were you? Running. And then what? And then talking to you. <laughs> we watched Netflix, The Watcher together. <clears throat> yeah. And I can I can <laughs> promise you, Ben in that moment took those people to the to the little cigar club at the at the Ritz. And I know for a fact that night and that next morning, I know in his mind that he was thinking, that's admirable. Like I'd love for him to sit here and have a conversation with us, but I'd love for him even more to do what's best for him in a healthy manner. And, uh, yeah. It's really cool. I can't wait to see what comes of all this. Me too. It's very serendipitous that it's happening during your Jupiter return. Mm-hmm. And this is just going to flourish and bloom, and I feel very lucky that, that this is, I dreamt of you before I even knew you existed on this <laughs> earth. I did. When I was in my previous marriage, I just thought, I want a partner that's got more goals and ambition than me. That was both my feminine just craving a masculine because as I watch you, all I get filled with is like, yo, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. I, if he can do that, I can do that in like a healthy competitive way. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'll never tell you like, I'm home. That ain't me. I just watch you and think, I want to do that. Yeah. It makes me want to be better. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that you helped set in motion um, last year that's allowed me to have some of these people around me now in a, in a relationship like ours is the more that I'm learning about me and the more I am around, you know, the Bens and the James, Jeff, you, Tony, every one of them preaches it and lives a life of action first. So they just do. And there's this magnetic thing about being around people who just do. Yep. It makes you want to do as well. Or when you have an idea and they're like, perfect, let's mm -hmm. do it. Instead of, okay, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. It, or it, get your head out of the clouds. Yeah. Every one of these individuals would look and say, that's awesome. Are you sure that's the biggest goal? Because if it's not, let's go do to the more. biggest. Yeah. And once we have the biggest, let's yep. create the steps to get there. It's like that. Real I made the other day. Don't take advice mm -hmm. from people who have never been there. Yep. That and they, is one of the best things ever. Yeah, and they all agree with that. They all agree with that statement because we don't need more blind leading the blind. We just need people doing and then teaching. Don't let people with do. no goals and ambition plant fear in your goals and dreams. I agree. Don't let them do it. I agree. It'll, right. it, they'll ruin a good thing. This is what we came here to do is what our souls whisper. Yes, that feels good. Yep. And then if you share it with friends, family, and who are like, oh, okay, sure, or come on, get your head out of the clouds, it immediately puts a damper on it. And what does that do for the collective energy? Yep. <laughs> I have... Don't I've, let it happen. I made this little video yesterday, and everyone on here will kind of hear it before I put it on Instagram. It's going to be my reel. But it, I used to listen... You know this. I used to listen to music on my runs or like a podcast. Now I don't listen to anything most of the time, 99% of the time. I just have conversations with myself. And um, the other day I had this conversation between the eight-year-old version of me and the 80-year-old version of me. And it was like going back in time, grabbing the eight-year-old, going forward in time, grabbing the 80-year-old wise Jordan, putting them together, sitting them at a table in front of me, and just having a conversation about you know the the youth and the and the vision and the dreams and the goals of the eight year old before anybody took it all away, 
and then taking the wisdom and the uh, insight and the morals and integrity of the 80-year-old and kind of having them tell me, you know, what is it that I need to keep doing? Where is it that I need to keep expanding? Because at the end of the day, those those two versions of me are, are the only thing I'm trying to make happy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Because if I show eight-year-old me to follow the dreams and keep chasing the things that people took away and and my integrity and my morals and, and my wisdom are growing to make the 80-year-old version happy like or, or proud, then I'm going in the right direction. So on my run the other day, I kind of brought both those in, sat them at a table in my mind, had a conversation, and that's where I'm finding... Um, answers to questions that I then want to take questions to others like you and Ben and James mm-hmm. um, so I can keep going deeper. So I thought that was pretty cool. You're doing it. You're growing by the day. Yeah. And I could, I also, the other day I was thinking, we were talking about something and I was thinking um, I could go back to just building and doing all the, the things to chase money but if anything, I want to set an example, not just for me, but for you and, and our future family and and friends that kind of like you've done, I've gotten to watch you. But if you choose to keep your head down and stay focused on what it is you really want to do and, and have no fear of have no fear of money, have no fear of uh, what will be and just do what you can today, the best that you can today in the direction you want to actually go today, that everything you ever dreamt of will happen. So like whenever we have our talks about money, it's like, man, yeah, we want to buy a million dollar home in the Keys and I could go do some construction in Florida, hurricane work, blah, blah, blah. My mind goes there. But my mind also goes to what is it you actually want and what do you want to show people? And I think my Aries North Node and everything (laughs) that I am wants to show people that, and myself, that you can chase the things you want, you can strive for impact and to teach and to help, and the byproduct of that will be, whether it's money or or love and support, it'll just be more than you ever imagined it to be Mm -hmm. had you just gone and chased things like money. And so these little lessons are what I'm learning, remembering asking questions to individuals who have been where I'm at and are who are where I want to be. And it's allowing me to kind of keep taking bigger steps forward. Look at you. You've got so much to say. So (laughs) I like talking. Do you have Gemini in your chart? No, but he's got Virgo everything. Yeah. It was beautiful. So That's a lot. Well, this is a long episode. I need a snack. That was a lot of wisdom. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for asking me questions. That's different. You're always the one asking, so I figured I'd do yeah, one. Yeah, that was really cool. You got to ask me those four magic questions that you, the exercise you guys did. Whenever you're ready. I have them. I don't know if I'm going to do that on air. Do you think it's wise to do that exercise on air, live? Yeah. Because you look at your face like, yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see if I can record an episode every 30 days. What should I even call this? Reframe this. Oh, God. Not, we'll see. You will. I know you. You will. Leave my legacy. You will. Power through. What are some other quotes you guys say? I gotta go look at your. Well, the through the blood was me. Through the blood. That's me. That was all me because 
of ultra running and your toes get bloody and, and watching things hurt. me go through heavy periods watching you go through heavy periods like like <laughs> that should be a statement everyone's home like in some way yeah. the blood okay so. well thanks for joining me baby j it makes recording a lot easier and Jeffrey, thank you for also joining us. I'm sure they'll hear you eating a bone in the beginning. And thank you, everyone, for making me feel like I do fit in. Because you do. We'll see you guys maybe tomorrow. Maybe Friday. Today's Friday. Maybe Sunday. (laughs) Bye. See ya.